Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Hey, Yetta, what address should I fill out on the moving card for Canada Post? Well, hello, I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're excited to be with you for another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share techniques, thoughts, tools, and even some tips that we all need, you, I, everyone, to turn our house into home, where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. Okay, address card. Change of address. Yeah. Which one we should fill out? Yeah. Probably the one we have. Or is it a new one you're talking about? Are you thinking we need to fill out a new address on our... I don't know. Are we moving? I don't know. So in this episode, what you're going to learn and what we're going to chat about is why you might want to actually change your address at this time. What has this season of significant, greater than normal change done to your habits and your behaviors and your lifestyle and how that actually might cause you to want to change your address and fill out that card Mm. at the post office. Yeah, because maybe, just maybe, uh, the church you were going to isn't there anymore or or Mm. has moved locations or doesn't have in in, uh, in in-person services or something you want somewhere else or maybe your work moved. Well, and here's the thing with the work moved. Like maybe you change jobs in this season because I think for many people, they've actually shifted what they're doing in the day-to-day and where they're doing it. And maybe you're doing a lot more of it from home. And then you cut, like what's come up for so many of our clients have said to us as they call and they go, this house was wonderful. This place was perfect. This location was everything we dreamed of when we purchased it <laughs> and now yeah. it's just not serving our needs anymore yeah. because our life has changed significantly yeah like one partner's working in a, be- a spare bedroom and the other partner's working in the walk-in closet like because they don't have office locations anymore well they never did have them because they didn't oh you mean outside of house yeah with like right. covid most people traveled and maybe maybe now you know, you, you had a fair commute, but now you're working from home and you can work from anywhere. So that opens up possibilities of where I might want to live because right. a commute is no longer an issue as long as we have high-speed internet. Right. So this has been such an interesting season. I've never had as many conversations about speed tests. I even know how to do them now (laughs) because like, and that's a mini miracle because I use technology for what I need it for. Right. Mm -hmm. And yet it's not a passion or a love of mine as all of you probably already know. And so when somebody said, what's the speed of the internet at the house? I mean, you're doing a FaceTime for me. You're walking through it for me because I can't drive from where I am because I'm actually relocating from a much more expensive marketplace to your marketplace and to Ottawa area. And so therefore, I need to know what the speed test is. And I'm like, that sounds interesting. Well, to be able to do that, that, you need to tap into the person's wireless to get a sense because you probably aren't running on your cell phone data 
all day long if you're working from home. Exactly. So anyway, I learned how to do that. I have the app. It's on my phone. And that's an extra ad service. It's a service I never thought in a million years mm. would add value or that I would need to learn how to do it. So maybe for you, the internet conversation where you are, it didn't matter whether you had great internet or not, because it was just for your hobby time. It wasn't your work time that needed that access. Yeah, maybe you're you're thinking a great adventure and it's time to move out of city, out of province, back to family or or going to a, a, a country. Now, we've also had many people coming back. They thought they were staying in a country for a long, long time. And then with COVID and the lack of medical services and different things mm -hmm. have caused them to say, no, we're relocating back to Canada. So that's happening as well. Right. So as you're listening to this, the whole point of this is not to give you uncertainty, not to increase your uncertainty. The whole point of this conversation is for you to start to think about, should I be filling out my address card differently? Are any of these reasons or shifts true for me? Has my life changed so much that what I used to love is now causing me some agitation? I'm finding myself, maybe you're finding yourself a little bit shorter. Like some of my clients have said, you know, I just found myself snappier and I didn't know why I was snappier. And I realized that where I'm living actually wasn't working anymore. They weren't in love with where they live anymore? No, because sharing an office with a spouse, because I've been doing it actually for about seven weeks, sharing a home office, and I use it a lot more than Ken does. He goes to the office most days because being an essential service and owning 11,000 square foot building, it's kind of nice to have somebody in it. <laughs> so Ken goes most days. However, we have our own office. Ken has what we call the fast office, get in, get out. And I have what we call the creative, creative office, stay and hang out and create lots of great stuff. And so for the last seven weeks, we've had a family living with us. And so we gave up our, we didn't give up. Ken gave up his own office because the gentleman's working from home and needed an office. And I thought it would be crazy arduous. It's actually been not so bad, eh? No, it's been fantastic. It's been fantastic. Th and yet maybe it's not because somebody's living with you. Maybe it's just because the person that used to go all day isn't going anymore. And maybe you were already at home during the day and now someone's in your face all the time. Yeah. And it's just not ideal. Yeah. And you know what else I found? During COVID, I loved the commute to my office. It was 15 minutes flat. It was no hassles, no traffic. It was, you know, I could listen to a book or listen to the radio or whatever. And now, I don't know whether it's Christmas shopping that's, that's amplified the traffic or whether just people are, more people are back to the office. And I don't think everybody's back to the office yet. But the traffic's starting oh. to get on my nerves a little bit. Interesting that you said back to the office yet. Here's what I'm starting to hear from our clients, that many of them are never going back to the office. Hmm. There isn't a... So do you think productivity is going up or down? That's kind of a sidebar, oh, right? Oh my goodness. The productivity conversation is one you don't <laughs> want to have with an entrepreneur. All right. Right? And because I think it's all over the place. I think for some people very regimented, very focused. They treat their workday like their workday and they're probably more productive because they can get out for a walk easier when they want to. They can just 
it's just an easier flow. And for others, the home environment is causing distractions beyond distractions and it's not working. So that's part of the conversation too, is what distractions are in your home environment reducing your productivity while you're working? That's a good question. Mm -hmm. What are they? Yeah. Time to take some notes unless you're driving. If you're driving, don't do it. Yeah. So do it when you get home. So it's interesting because sometimes productivity goes up. Sometimes people work too much because yeah. they don't have that time to leave. And so they just keep working. Mm -hmm. and, they, and, the, and the office is there. So they eat dinner and then they go back to work because the work doesn't stop. Exactly. Others know how to turn it off. And so if you're kind of thinking, I wonder, I wonder if it's time for me to explore this, then what would we recommend people do? Oh, give us a call and we're going to, you know, sit down with you and do a little, little consult and see mm. whether, you know, a move might be right for you or it's mm -hmm. not right for you. Exactly. No pressure. And a Zoom consult is totally cool and become the norm, actually. And so happiness does not have only one address. So true. Is change healthy for you? Well, we've created for you access to over 503 free Life's Inside Track episodes where we share insider tips. We actually even help you make your home better space for you and build finances. Just in general, you can get access to them from the home, the office, on the go, pretty much anywhere. And so the answer to your question, Ken. Yeah. Hmm. It can is change be, healthy. is change healthy. It can be, if done right, at the right time. Mm. So in this episode, what you'll learn is really how to determine if it's the right time or the right situation for you to make a change in your address. And the reason we're highlighting that is because over the last 32 years of helping families navigate change, what we've observed is sometimes when friends are making a move, people get the bug to make the move, and it's the wrong time. It just creates chaos. Just the other day, I had somebody call me, and he was saying, you know, I've been introduced to you from a client that's yours, that's a great friend of mine and yours, and I want to make a move. And I said, oh, tell me a little bit more about that. And he went on to share about a major health challenge that he's having, and he no longer enjoys where he's living. And all I could think was, are you sure? Are you like really sure that in the middle of a major health crisis, it's the right time to make a move? Well, I hate where I live. Okay, well, how long have you lived there? Like, if you hate it, it must have been a short move or like you've just gotten there and it just didn't work for you and somebody sold you something you shouldn't have bought or that's what's running through my head. And he goes, oh, I've been here 30 years. And my heart hurt for him. A little slow to decide if it's the wrong house or not. Well, location. yeah, but I don't think that's what it is. I when we're going through duress mm -hmm. in one area of our life, sometimes we can get dissatisfied with the rest of our life. And although it's not my decision to make, it is my position or my place to ask some good, solid questions. Yeah, because it's interesting, right? They say that moving mm -hmm. is like the third biggest stressor 
that people can have in their life. Right. And so adding that to an already really stressful situation, unless it's paramount. Now, take another client that called and said, you know, I need to make a move because the finances are upside down. We're getting worse every month and the bank is going to end up taking our house away. We, mm. we, we've had a lot of changes due to the current season and situation. And so now the income we had, we don't have. And the decisions we made were fantastic for them. They're not great for today. Well, in that case, it's kind of like, well, the sooner we can make that move, the better. And let's do certain things to make sure we're doing it right. Yeah, and that's a good point. They said that the bank may start to take it. It's interesting. I was talking to one of our agents, mm -hmm. and he does a lot of power of sale business with the banks. And there are 75 files waiting to go to court. And the banks were just waiting for COVID to settle down a bit because it looked really bad to kick someone out of their home mm -hmm. during COVID if maybe they lost their job or whatever. But he's got, that's like four times the normal amount of files that are going into court now to have those people removed from their home and sell it under power of sale. So if, if COVID has caused some struggles and you're not mm. making your payments, you're way, way further ahead cost-wise and benefit-wise to sell it, make a move before you're forced to move. Well, and because when you're forced to move, now all of a sudden the home doesn't get the preparation it needs. It doesn't get the photos of the presentation. It doesn't get the marketing it needs. It doesn't get the negotiating backing that it requires or that actually you require, mm. that you will benefit from. And so when you can take control of what is a really hard situation in advance of it controlling you, it's just, yeah. uh, although they're hard moves, we don't love those moves. And yet I do love it. What I said to one of my clients just the other day was, although this is a really hard situation that you're in and it's awful, it is so wonderful. And I'm so grateful that I get to be the one navigating it with you, that I get to be here coming alongside you because I know I'm going to do the utmost for mm. you that I possibly can. And she just looked back yeah. at me and said, that's what we think too. Like we're thrilled that we don't have to go it with somebody that doesn't already trust us and know us and be part of our lives. Yeah, that's beautiful. And you know what? Sometimes it's spontaneous. <laughs> spontaneous like combustion. combustion. <laughs> yes, yeah, like they walk into an open house or a builder's model and suddenly they're just smitten with the nice decorating, with the, the upgrades, the clean, the clean the, there's no, there's no uh, there's clutter. No fingerprints on stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. The reason they love it is all their stuff's not in that house. It's got all brand new furniture and it just looks great. So you can get that desire for something new. That is okay. Because what it actually does is it detaches you from your existing property because it's even if you should be moving, it's difficult to mm. decide to move when you don't have somewhere else to move to. Oh, that's one of the challenges in this market, right? Because there's on average, depending on where you are and what type of house and price range, but there's really been for the last many, many months, about one month of, in of inventory available at any one time. 
Well, sometimes it's been one week. I know, but for the most part, it's been one, (laughs) 1.2, 1.5, depending on the price range. And sometimes it's been a week of inventory. So there's been little inventory available at any one given moment. Which even if it's the right time to move, makes it difficult to move. Mm -hmm. But we navigate that. And we help people find the right property before they sell their home. So they're not homeless. That's com- more common today than it has been in the past, right? Mm-hmm. And yet that's not right for everybody. There is not a one-size-fits-all strategy or solution for making a move the right way or at the right time. Right. So some of the reasons that somebody may, it may be the right thing in the right time mm-hmm. to move, uh, too much maintenance, too much land. Too little land. What else? Well, too much commute or not enough space because you're not commuting anymore, like inside or outside. Okay, so too large a house. You know, maybe people have moved out. Mm. Maybe it's too small. Maybe the kids have moved back because they lost their jobs due to COVID. Or they're not in university anymore. And so you thought you were empty nesters and now there's four university students that are back living in your space. Uh, Yes, because they're doing doing courses online Mm -hmm. instead of in person. Mm -hmm. Those things. Major life changes over the last two years for many, many people. Many, many, many. And so if you're thinking... You guys have just created some awesome confusion for me. Now I have more (laughs) questions. I thought I had answers. I thought I was clear. And now it is clear as mud. So if you're thinking I need to put my finger on this promptly, what we will gladly do for you is an online free consultation where we have a discussion, ask you some questions that maybe we haven't asked today, and just identify whether it is right or not quite the right time. Yeah, for sure. And that's free, no obligation. We love to just sit down with you either in person or online, whatever your comfort level is. Is it really time? Well, for over 30 years, Ken Decker, (laughs) we've been helping families not only navigate selling and buying real estate, we've helped them navigate living the best life they possibly can, making better choices with their finances, strengthening healing, and even flourishing the relationships and having some fun along the way. So really 30 years of helping people build their family and their life. So now I only have one big question. Yeah, what's your big question? What are you asking? What is it time for? Or is it time for? What is it time that, for? That is a valid question. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Because <laughs> that could be a wild card. You are a wild card. Okay, so what you're going to learn in this episode is when is the best time? Ooh, okay. Best time for what? Best time to make a move. Best time Could to it decide. Be? Yeah, Oh, maybe. the best time to decide. Yeah, maybe. Whether, okay. Best time to decide whether it is time to make a move or not. Yes. Okay. Many, many people ask us that question. Oh. And the answer is varied as much as the mm. people who ask it. Absolutely. So the first thing to consider is people so often say to me, when's the best time to sell? Is this the best market to sell in? Is this the best market to buy in? What about the market? And Tell which, me. And what's your favorite quote then? Come my favorite. Well, it's not really a quote. Well, okay, yes, it it's, is. Yes, it's, it's your quote. quote. It's my it's quote. quote. My quote is, 
Don't even attempt to think about timing the market. Why don't we just focus on timing your life? Let's time your life, not the market. That's beautiful. It's truth. That's why I think some people have weddings in the middle of the winter. Because it may not be the best market. Or maybe it is. Maybe most of the venues are available. In the and winter. they're a little less expensive. But it's timing their life, right? <clears throat> like why, why wait till next summer if you could get married now? Why would you wait? It's craziness. Exactly. Just go get married. <laughs> Okay, this isn't a marriage show this time round. This is a real estate show this time round. So timing your life, which we've talked a bit about in previous episodes, like is your space not working for you anymore? Is the maintenance too much for you? Are the finances crippling you right now? Or is, is the there- opportunity uh-huh. so exciting? Like when we bought this house that we're recording in so right just, now. Just say what? opportunity what? What? again. Oppor- opportunity. Right. Because sometimes we get excited about the opportunity. We say it so fast that nobody can even really hear us. So the opportunity of this house. Showed up. We were we were mm. doing an evaluation for another property in the same town. Yeah. And we were doing the comparables, what had sold, what's on the market. Yeah, we were looking for relevant data. And, and the challenging part is there wasn't much great data. This is already eight years ago. Yeah. Right. And so I saw a house that had been on the market for an obscene amount of time. Okay. So I'm going to say how obscene. Okay. Go ahead. Nine years. Nine years the home had been on the market consistently every day. I don't even think it had a pause for 20 minutes. It did. That- it had some off periods. No. I'll the- find you the proof. Okay, you find the proof. But right now, I'm right until you do. Oh, my goodness. Because I'm innocent until proven guilty. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> nine years have been on the market with no pauses of any kind. Ken says no significant pauses, but you know, that's a debate for another And the price day. was going down every year. Right. Ka-chunk, 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 right? Mm-hmm. Until it was at a price that I thought, this is ridiculously good. This is an opportunity. Yeah. And so we were not in the market for real estate. And yet there were some factors playing in the background that made it potentially a good time for us to make a move. Yeah, it had an in-law suite, which might have worked well for your parents. Yeah. Or could be an income potential. Right. But for me, the heart issue that was going on was dad wasn't well. Mm-hmm. He'd been diagnosed with a serious illness. And so we didn't know what the outcome was going to be. So for me, it was like my mama ain't moving into my house. But she <laughs> might be moving in next door. I could do that. So it was really preparation for what could have happened. Now, great news is dad's still doing great. Mom's doing great. They're still living in their house. And that's wonderful. And yet that was the opportunity to have something that served what we thought might be. That's why we went and looked in it. And what was totally interesting was Yetta walked through the house. You don't share this. Come on, Yetta, you walk through the house, you go, oh, I hate that. I don't like that. I don't like those pillars. I don't like this. And I don't like all the brass and the floor plan doesn't really work and the basement's all cut up. It's not good for us. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were going out the front door and I was locking the lockbox. And our grown uh, children were with, came us, with us because yeah. they came with us because, you know. And I'm doing up the lockbox and Yetta says, 
okay, let's put in an offer. I, I said, said, what? I said, I got an appointment. You go. Kids still got houses to show. They got opportunities to take care of people. Get us back to the office and get the offer done ASAP. And then I went to do the offer. And guess what? Somebody else saw the opportunity and they also put an offer. Nine years has been on the market and two people put an offer on the place in the same day. Right. And this is a great conversation I had with somebody the other day because they said, you know, my kids bought a house out of area and the same day they put the offer in and it'd been on the market for like a year, which is obviously not that common in today's market. And another offer showed up the same day and we don't believe them. Yeah. And I said, oh, no, 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 <laughs> folks. Realtors have a license and an obligation to uphold a code of ethics. There is not much likelihood that somebody's telling you the story that there's two offers when there isn't. As a matter of fact, if you put an offer in and you mm -hmm. get it and you still believe there wasn't an offer, you can mm -hmm. file a complaint and mm -hmm. RICO will require the agent to send in the other offer to prove that there was another offer. Right. And if there wasn't, ooh, ooh. it's bad for that realtor. <laughs> Fines, potential loss of license. Like it's a big deal yeah. to misuse or abuse the trust of the public. Absolutely. So here's the way the story went down. We ended up buying the house uh, for my price because you gave I a know. price and then they countered at my price. And, I, and you said, well, we kind of have to accept it because it was your price. I know. Made me so, mad. So we bought the house. What did we pay? $730? Yeah, I'm going to tell, tell numbers. Don't, don't get upset. It's okay. We're going we're gonna to bear our soul here. $720,000. But we could get an income from the other side, which was kind of neat because then it was costing us exactly what it would have cost to live in the other house that we were in, the much smaller house. Now. We put about $100,000, you might say it's more. It is. About $100,000 into renovations. <laughs> it's way more. Do you want proof again? Uh, no, I don't want proof. Now, what's our house worth eight years later? I don't know. Come on. Well, we've done different numbers, so probably between 1.8 and 2. Right. So close to a million dollars increase because we seized an opportunity now, the house we were in has gone up as well, but not as much. Right. So sometimes the timing is the opportunity makes you jump. And sometimes it's maybe another opportunity like an investment of another property and you mm -hmm. have to sell one mm -hmm. to buy the other one. So here's the reality. You know, life is too short for mm -hmm. what? It's just too short to be avoiding failure and what? that's by michael bloomberg okay so you want to seize opportunity we are honored to be your partners on the journey of building wealth wisdom and great making great choices moving forward with the decker team moving forward with